Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. And today my guest is Emily Jeffers, an Alexander Technique teacher in London, England. Emily, in addition to being an Alexander teacher, she is also a, um, a, a trained chakra therapist. And that has arisen out of her interest in, on the, in the impact of emotions on Alexander Technique principles. So in addition to having a, 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 a practice working with a wide variety of people, and especially uh, mothers and small babies, she also um, works as a, um, as a chakra therapist. And we're going to talk today about the connections between the Alexander Technique, chakras, and chakra therapy. Uh, Emily, welcome to the show. Hi, Robert. Nice to speak to you. Well, it's good to talk to you as well. Um, I, think, I think it would be really helpful for our listeners if we started with a very short description of the Alexander Technique. Sure. So um, the Alexander Technique is a type of body work um, where you normally work in one-to-one lessons or possibly in small groups. Um, a trained teacher will be using their hands and also talking to help you improve and change how you use yourself physically, but also in your thinking. Right. And then maybe a short description or definition of what chakras are and what chakra therapy is. Sure. So um, the chakra system is an Eastern tradition. Um, There's a lot of history there in terms of where the chakras are located, um, the parts of the personality or types of consciousness that you associate with each chakra, um, colours. Shall I go through quickly the basic chakras for you? Well, you could, sure. Absolutely. So we'll start with um, the root chakra, which happens, most people locate that at the bottom of the tailbone, just in front of it. Mm -hmm. Um, We associate the colour red with that, and that's really all about your relationship to the earth, your basic physical processes. Um, Then you've got your sacrum, the chakra at your sacrum, which is we associate with the colour orange. Um, And that's really, we think of as being like your inner child. So it's your sensuality. It's where you reach out to people in an emotional way. Um, You've got your solar plexus, which you might associate with um, the ego. So that's where you try to succeed in the world and maybe where you also hold judgments about yourself and others. Mm -hmm. You've got your heart, which is where we have our accepting energy for ourselves and other people. Um, You've got your throat, which is where you kind of embody your creativity um, and how you interact with the world in that way. You've got your third eye, which is your mental understanding of things. And then your crown, which is where you um, connect really up to the heavens or to the universe, however you'd like to think about that. And and what, what is chakra therapy then? So chakra therapy is a technique which has been developed by a lady called Glenn Park in the UK, who's an Alexander Technique teacher. Um, And she's really found a way 
to combine the wonderful work that we do with our hands and discussion in the Alexander Technique with this chakra system so that instead of just working with the physical body with also sort of awareness of our thoughts and habits she's really opened it up so it becomes a way of helping people to see how the different parts of their personality um, and their psyches really are relating to each other to bring around a greater sense of flow and connectedness and wholeness really. Mm-hmm. So I think most people who know something about the Alexander Technique or, or have had experience with it tend to think of the technique as being very helpful for physical issues, uh, mm. back pain, uh, performance uh, issues, that sort of thing, performance of music or dance or acting. And I I think in... As I, I think it would be fair to say that most Alexander teachers don't emphasize the emotional side of things all that much. Would you, would you agree with that from your experience? Yeah, I would agree with it. Sometimes um, I think you actually get wonderful emotional be- emotional benefits from the Alexander Technique, mm-hmm. but often that kind of happens under the radar. It's not something that we really talk about that directly. Um, but what's, what the Alexander Technique does do is it really increases your ability to be self-aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a skill that students, almost without that much guidance, naturally take into their work on themselves and their own emotions. So for me, chakra therapy is really giving you an opportunity to use those skills. So you develop that self-awareness and then in a much more conscious way, you apply it to your own emotional well-being. Right. I mean, I think a lot of people who've taken Alexander lessons will testify to the fact that it's helped them with their emotional life quite a bit. But I think it's seen as a bit of a side effect of the of the real stuff, so to speak, you know. Yeah. Well, interestingly, I really came to the Alexander Technique work um, because I was blown away by the impact that it had on emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's always been the side of the work that I've been interested in and wanted to explore more. Mm -hmm. Um, The way I kind of look at it is that there's um, one of my Alexander Technique teachers once compared, often compared us to onions. And so you've got different, we talk in Alexander Technique about the idea of doing and habits. So it's really just how we embody ourselves in the world, how we do things. Um, And through the course of Alexander Technique lessons, you gradually learn to almost unpeel the layers of how you are physically, how you are mentally in your thoughts. You start to learn the quality that you give to movements, the quality you give to your thinking. And for me, chakra therapy, it just helps take things to just one more level, if you like. Mm -hmm. of that onion Um, and they're both tools that at different times in your life one might be more appropriate than the other Um, if I could give an example from my own experience it might help so um, earlier this year about last year now I was going through quite a difficult time sort of personally with some medical issues and quite difficult stuff going on and really you know it was the Alexander technique that got me through that time just to the extent that I was able to look after myself physically and mentally enough so that 
I was able to go through what I needed to do. You know, on a basic level, people often end up in a crisis in their personal lives, get chronic back pain, are then unable to go to work and things spiral out of control. Um, so you have to be able to look after, you know, your basic physical well-being. You have to be able to deal with stressful situations. And some of the work we do in the Alexander Technique, you know, really gives you the tools to do that. When it came to the point that I was out of the crisis, I then had quite a lot of things that I needed to work through to get a deeper understanding of how the experience had affected me, what I was still holding on to and bringing into other situations. And that was when I turned to using chakra therapy to really understand what had happened for me, come to peace with what had happened, you know, start to move through that and move on, really. So that's just kind of, I don't know, one example of how you might move between the two approaches. Right. Well, and I think I think most Alexander teachers and students would would agree that it is very much a whole body approach to to changing. And if it's whole body, it's going to have to include emotional stuff as well as physical, so-called physical and so-called mental. I mean, it really is all part of a piece and perhaps part of what you get from it is what you need right at that moment. Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, I think that's, I think that's true and you know like everyone's going to need different techniques that are going to help you at different times and are going to suit different people and I'm also um, I suppose one thing I'm really interested in is um, we talk a lot in the Alexander Technique about our habits Mm -hmm. and I think one of the things that we can have really massive habits with actually is how we relate to ourselves and how we work on ourselves um how we deal with times of change. So I kind of think that for me, chakra therapy has just given me another another tool, really, mm-hmm. so that if I find myself perhaps in a time where I'm not wanting to look into the reasons of things, I'm not wanting to maybe dwell on something, I just want to move on, you know, chakra therapy gives me a tool just to check in with myself and sort of thinking, well, I'm in physical pain right now, you know, something's happened, what's causing that? Is it is it just because of something to do with posture or is there something else going on emotionally that I need to that needs to be brought to my consciousness and I need to understand? Um, and equally there might be a time when you might be going in on yourself being too introspective and you need to have a more um, kind of practical forward looking focus right to enable you to move on. So for me it gives it brings me balance having the two options. Right. And if you're if you're working with a student, yeah. um do you sometimes work let's say purely as an Alexander teacher and sometimes purely as a chakra most, therapist? Most of the time I will be doing well <laughs> most of the time I would be doing Alexander technique work. Most people are coming to me with physical issues, that's what they want to work on. Mm-hmm. Um Chakra therapy is something that I will offer to people if I, it seems to me that there's something going on that could benefit with a different type of support. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you have to make a judgment as a teacher, what's helpful for the person at that time? Where are they? You know, what are they going to benefit from and what suits them? So it's really a choice. But I mean, I'm very careful to, 
I think the Alexander technique in itself is a very deep process that you have to, you know, I want to respect mm -hmm. so and I'm, educate them in properly. Right. So I'm guessing that a lot of people who come to you as students are coming because of, say, pain issues mm -hmm. or performers who want to perform more effectively. Yeah. And so you, you you begin by working with what's what could be the cause of those issues or limitations. Mm -hmm. But at some point, it maybe becomes apparent to you that it's that especially after the pain has receded and they're making some progress Alexander wise that mm. there's other stuff involved that if it isn't dealt with could lead to a, a return of the p pattern that caused the pain or limitations would that be a fair statement that is quite a fair statement I mean interestingly people um people that are drawn to the Alexander technique often do have a sense of there being other things going on in their lives that might be causing the pain. Mm -hmm. um, and it varies. I mean, when you're working in a, maybe a more corporate situation, for example, seeing people in the workplace, it's not really appropriate to take things to a deeper level or a different level. You tend to keep things, you know, quite straightforward right. um, with people. But, I mean, I've had people that come to me saying, you know, I can tell this is happening because of stress or and you can see that there's an openness there that they'd like to explore something in a slightly different way but a classic you know a classic example again I'll I'll probably draw my myself myself rather than other people because I think that's fairest <laughs> right. um is issues to do with feeling grounded mm -hmm. um so as an Alexander Technique teacher or student you might have the experience that you're teacher is telling you to connect down through your legs or to feel the support of the floor maybe to on an anatomical level they're talking to you about what it means to have locked knees and released knees um but you find that very difficult to do and you don't really know why and as a teacher it can be you know you can sometimes help people have improvements in how they're using themselves but essentially you're trying to put them in a position where they can look after themselves and do that for themselves and so and that's it that would be a situation where it would be useful and if it was appropriate to offer to do some chakra work with them because you know in the course amazing about the chakra work is you might go to a yoga lesson or read things online about chakras and it's very esoteric and quite disconnected kind of from your own experience or understanding whereas in the course of a chakra therapy session you basically kind of enter a meditative state with the work of the teacher so that you really begin to experience for yourself what your own experience is at that level so really how you relate to the earth how safe you feel you might get images of memories or things that have happened to you that might have impacted you know why you are that the way that you are so when you then go back to another situation where your alexander technique teacher or maybe a yoga teacher or another bodywork practitioner is saying to you and now we're going to feel the earth and be ground let ourselves be grounded or equally the idea of centering is another tricky one right. you've suddenly got this whole wealth of personal experience where that really means something to you in quite a deep way um so all your other practices 
which before were happening at a more physical level are really deepened in a very personal way for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that can really bring about these massive um, shifts. So I, I think it would be useful to briefly describe what a chakra therapy session is like is it primarily verbal or guided meditation that sort of thing or is there a hands-on component to that there's a definite hands-on component to it Mm -hmm. um so a typical session would be um lasting about 50 minutes to Mm -hmm. an hour Mm -hmm. the uh client or student would be lying down on a table much the same as they are in the at the end or the beginning of the Alexander Technique lesson in constructive rest, mm-hmm. um, you'd be really making sure they were comfortable and they were warm and, you know, everything physically was feeling safe for them. Uh, at that point, the therapist would start working hands-on. Again, in quite a, it would initially seem quite similar to what would happen in an Alexander Technique session. Very gentle touch the teacher gently connecting up the different areas of the body, um, maybe staying in areas and providing support where that was needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but because the touch is slightly different in the sense that it's an energetic touch, so the teacher is connecting to the, their own heart energy mm-hmm. and really transmitting acceptance and compassion through their touch and through their thinking to the student. So it, creates a place where the student's mind and body is able to release and express quite long-held feelings or thoughts or memories for them. Um, That's the point when the student has the option of sharing with the teacher what's happening with them. There's no pressure for them to do that. Everyone's different. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's also an intuitive element that takes place where Uh, basically because you're working very closely with someone and you're putting yourself in a place where you're being available and open to what's going on in them, the teacher might become aware or have intuitions about parts of the body and also the self that needs support perhaps or which is not very energised. The teacher might also receive information themselves. They might have imagery or thoughts that pop into their head of ideas that might be useful for the student to work on or to think about. Um, and at that point, that's where the discussion would happen. So in many ways, it's similar to, I mean, I've always been quite intuitive in my Alexander Technique work as well. So in many ways, for me, it's not that much of a big leap, but it's just that you're allowing emotions and thoughts to play really a much more central role. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, listening to that, a couple of thoughts came to me sure. one is that you you you're working with the person in in a in a constructive rest they're lying in constructive rest position on the table right usually usually well which you know if it, with the support under the head and if their knees yeah. knees are elevated whatever that mm-hmm. that in itself is is promoting um a certain degree of physical release. Oh, certainly. So the it's, two it's, totally it's a really nice context in which to mm. explore the emotional aspects. Certainly. And the other thing you said is part of what you do is, in a sense, connect with your own 
I believe you said heart or heart chakra with the mm. student. Well, yeah. I mean, an Alexander teacher using their hands uh, presumably is connecting their own use of themselves, hopefully a good use, with their students. So there, it seems like it's, there's kind of a parallel there. There's massive parallels. And um, the training that I did with Glen Park was aimed at Alexander Technique teachers purely. Mm. So we all had this background in working on ourselves looking after ourselves being able to use listening hands if you like so an attitude which wasn't judging the person you're working with is coming from a place of you know the student's body can look after itself I'm just need to help them get out of the way it's a similar attitude that in the end we believe that the person you know they've got their own heart they've got their own self-compassion and healing energy inside them and really you're just helping that um, express itself right you know I, I have a final question for you which may be difficult to answer but I'm going to throw it out anyway Let's say someone is listening to this who does have access to an Alexander teacher, yeah. but would, but not a teacher who's necessarily specifically trained in, in the chakra system, mm -hmm. or a teacher who's listening to this and doesn't have that specific training. Is there anything that they could fairly easily incorporate into the teaching or learning experience that would get them a little bit in that direction? without having that specific training as part well, of the background? Um, sure. I mean, so the first thing um, for teachers, I suppose, is um, how we're working with what we have as an Alexander term, inhibition, which I'm kind of in this sense referring to as a heart energy. Mm -hmm. So really having the confidence to stay in that place of just listening without trying to change Mm -hmm. um, and really kind of letting that have that warm emotional quality of compassion that we all have the ability to feel. Um, in terms of for everyone, um, Glenn's written a lovely book called The Art of Changing, which mm -hmm. is full of practical exercises um, and visualizations. And some of those are, you know, wonderful tools that we can all use. One of my favorite ones um, that I use quite often with Alexander students is the um, idea of sending a grounding cord down from your tail right down through the building into the center of the earth mm -hmm. um, and it's and then you have a sense of you can let go of anything you don't need and also receive anything you do need from the earth um, and it's amazing the integrity to the lower body and core that that can give um, for people that have got kind of weak lower backs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really a powerful one. But I mean, there's, you know, there's, she's got many other ones um, in her book. And I also look at ones on my blog on my website. So uh, I'll be putting a link to, to your website by, that would be by great. the interview. And so people, if people wanted to learn more about the chakra system or chakra therapy, they could get that either from your site or from links from your site. Would that be correct to say? Yeah, I've got full links to um, the books that Glenn's written. Mm -hmm. um, she's got a new one coming out soon, actually. I think it's going to be called Touching the Soul. It 
should be out this year. Um, and also I would encourage people, you know, especially, I, I'm not sure if the, how many US teachers there are that are practicing it, but um, Glen Park would certainly be able to put people in touch with someone closer to them. As I said, I'm based in London. Okay, so that people, if anyone wants to learn more, they they can go to your site and they will have the resources to find out more about they certainly will yeah. technique. Well, this might be a good place to to end our conversation if that's okay with you. That's fine. Uh, my my guest today has been Emily Jeffers, an Alexander Technique teacher and chakra therapist in London, England. As I said before, I'll I'll put a link to her site by the interview. I will also put a link to a site that will enable you to find an Alexander Technique teacher and learn more about the Alexander Technique. So if you want to learn more about chakra therapy, go to go to Emily's site. If you want to learn more about the Alexander Technique and find an Alexander teacher, go to the other site whose link I'll put there. Um, Emily, thank you so much for being thank on the you, show. Thank you, it was a pleasure. It was, it was fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.